Hey friends, Jason here, the host of the Speak With People podcast. Before we hop into this episode, the Lead With People, Not At Them series, I want to ask you a question. Are you ready to speak like a leader? So many of us aren't ready to answer that because we don't think we have the confidence. We're too fearful or we just aren't given the opportunities to speak in public. And maybe if we do, we don't understand how to put them, our thoughts together in a clear way and then all the nerves attack us, the beads of sweat and the ums and our stomach turns over. It's time to end all of that. Speak With People is introducing a brand new course called Speak Like a Leader. This is for the everyday leader to speak with confidence, clarity, and in a captivating way. You are going to be absolutely ready when your boss says, hey, can you give an update on the project you've been working on in front of the team? You're going to stand up with confidence. You're going to be clear, and you're going to captivate that room. You're going to close more sales. You're going to be able to communicate more clearly. You're going to be able to deepen your relationships because you're going to speak like a leader. This includes nine different modules, all of the training videos that you can watch on your own, all of the different worksheets, and then additional worksheets. It also includes two private coaching sessions with me. Go to speakwithpeople.com slash speak like a leader and get your course today. And now for this episode of the Lead with People, Not at Them series. Welcome to the Speak with People podcast. My name is Jason Reitz. I'll be your host today. Well, we believe that healthy communication is oxygen for your relationships and your leadership. So whether you communicate one-on-one to a team from a stage or from behind a screen, uh, I hope that our time today will inspire you to challenge you to breathe life into your world with your communication. Uh, before I head into today's interview, which is just going to be great, let me ask you a question. Uh, how do you grow as a communicator? Do you have resources or another leader in your life who are pushing you to continue to grow as a communicator? Well, if not, Speak With People offers uh, a great coaching package. It's called The Pathway. It's an eight-step guide to becoming a confident, clear, and captivating communicator. And so you can do that one of two ways. One, you can just purchase our course and walk through the course, or you can work with me as your coach, and we'll go through that coaching. Just go to speakwithpeople.com slash coaching. Okay, well, I am so excited to hop into this podcast interview today. We continue our series, Lead With People, Not At Them. We have a great conversation uh, with a leader who has been through so many different experiences in his leadership. Uh, there's so many, off, so many times we got to um, communicate hard decisions. And how do you communicate a hard decision? Does it wreck you? Do you spend time thinking about it? Who do you pull around first to tell? I mean, there's just so many questions. Well, today I interview uh, Morty Hodge. He's the CEO of Atlantic Compressor. And together we're going to discover some secrets to effectively sharing the impactful choices that resonate with your team and to communicate in healthy ways. Not only is Morty just an incredible business leader, uh, he's a longtime friend who he and I went to high school together. So it is just an absolute blast to have him on the podcast. Morty, welcome to the Speak With People podcast. Jason, thanks for uh, having me. I love what you're doing. Uh, I love the podcast. And uh, I was just so happy to reconnect with you after a lot of years. And uh, like you said earlier, we could talk for hours uh, trying to catch up. And uh, I enjoy being around you. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah, it was great back in January. We're both in Orlando at a podcasting conference. And I look across the way and I'm like, oh, my goodness, that's that's Morty Hodge. And so it was great connecting then. So. It was wonderful. Well, for our listeners, could you give us just a little bit more of your story, who you are, what you do, all of that good kind of stuff? Yeah, so I'm the CEO of Atlanta Compressor. 
Uh, we started in uh, 2010 and we sell and service industrial equipment. Most of our customer base is manufacturing or other industrial applications. And we, we focused on growing the business and scaling it, but most importantly, uh, developing and maintaining that culture, mm. uh, which could be a bit tricky when you're trying to scale a business and start to working with uh, remote people, which nowadays since COVID, a lot of people have gotten used to working remote and, and managing remote teams. But as we started to scale, that was all new to us and we didn't have a whole lot of resources. So we made a lot of awesome mistakes uh, <laughs> along the way <laughs> that we learned from. But we grew into Tennessee, then uh, North Carolina, South Carolina, uh, back home to Michigan and uh, upcoming we'll be heading down uh, Jason's way to Florida. Oh, that's fantastic. That's amazing that you've been able to add uh, different cities and and see it grow. I bet, uh, you know, on a, a different podcast episode, we can talk so much about maybe some of those uh, business tactics, but I bet you've experienced your fair share of communicating hard decisions. Do you have anything that kind of comes to your top of mind where you went, oh, this was a, a difficult decision, and then, and then I had to communicate it to my team, you know, would, would love to know if you have a story that pops like that or anything you learned from that moment. Yeah, I think that the most, the recurring, unfortunately, tough conversation we have as leaders is when we have to invite somebody to, to go find employment elsewhere. Mm. Uh, maybe they don't fit the culture or the, uh, the performances and what we need. And that's always a tough conversation, but specifically coming out of COVID, I have one, uh, another great failure of mine that uh, I could have used speak with people uh, at the time, but coming out of COVID, as you know, a lot of things changed, the world changed. And we had to trim some of our sales staff uh, while increasing our service staff. So it's kind of a, an interesting situation. Nobody wanted to buy new equipment or have us in their facilities, but they needed us in order to keep going. So the service department was busy, but our sales team was, uh, was very, uh, it was very scary uh, for, mm. a, for a period of time. So we had a new facility. We had just grown to Charlotte, North Carolina, and we had this amazing leader that really helped put us on the map there from day one. And we, we went there because of him. We had this incredible opportunity to hire a hall of famer in our industry mm. and him and I formed a great friendship and a partnership. And we expanded a Charlotte compressor or created Charlotte compressor together. And once COVID hit, he was the president uh, of that branch. And it quickly became obvious that we didn't need a president. We were, we were dying on the vine and really what we just needed was, uh, was a, a handful of skeleton crew up there because it was a newer branch. And so we had an uncomfortable conversation. It was interesting because he was on the leadership team and right after COVID hit, we had had an emergency leadership meeting of, hey, what, what triggers can we put in place? What are our actions? What are our plan Bs? And during that meeting, he said, well, we gotta throw the fattest guy overboard. And at first I thought he was talking about me. I was pretty offended. No, I'm just teasing. But um, <laughs> what he was talking about was uh, the most expensive person on staff, mm. right? We need yeah. to look at those and see if we can, uh, if that makes sense uh, going into this crisis. 
And the rest of us looked around the room. And he had no idea that he was the highest paid person sitting at the table. Mm, yeah. I, pay, I paid him more than I paid myself, mm. uh, which is not uncommon uh, for business owners. We're the coaches of the team. And in Major League Baseball, the coaches are not the highest paid people on the team. Right. It's it's the it's the rock stars and yeah. and the, uh, the the core players. So we had to have a tough conversation, and it didn't go well. It didn't go well. I got to be honest with you. There was a lot of emotions. Yep. And you know the the key to as you know the key to successful crucial conversations is is transparency, uh, being real clear, consistent. Uh, being a good listener, uh, yep. all of these things, and 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 most importantly, come up from a center of empathy. And for me, as soon as the situation got emotional, I think I allowed myself to get emotional with it, mm. and it just kind of spiraled from there. And I still look back at that time, and him and I are now friends. Uh, it ended well. Uh, we 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 made it through COVID. And uh, he chose to move on and do something else, which I understood. Uh, it was a situation, but he's got a great job making way more money. Uh, he's where he belongs. And so it worked out really well uh, for him. And it was just a tough uh, decision I had to make. And then to go and communicate this to the other leaders and the, and the staff yeah. was just as tough uh, because people started to lose confidence. They were already on edge because of right. this, this new coronavirus and, and COVID. So they're worried about their personal health and their yep. family's health, which was understandable. The, now they're worried about their job. And now this key leader is out the door. Uh, and what does that mean for the future? And it really set shockwaves through our company. Oof. And um, we learned a lot. We learned a lot of, lot of tough lessons uh, through this situation. And uh, I think in the end, we're better for it. And so is he, which yep. is great. Yep. Uh, those are those are so difficult. <clears throat> it, it's <laughs> sometimes we wish we could just learn from the TV shows we love. You know, I think about watching Michael Scott on uh, The Office and, you know, how he communicates to his staff. Well, that's not, you know, re real life. We can't learn that way. Uh, an executive I worked for years ago, he worked in the audio in auto industry for 40 some years or something. And he had to have those conversations, he said, almost daily because in plants, you know, people are always shifting and, you know, those conversations. And he gave me advice. He just said, you know, don't don't be the leader who dances around for a while, you know, just cut right to it. Speak truth and exactly what you said with empathy and just have that, you know, emotions are going to come all of the different kind of stuff. But, you know, having those hard conversations is so difficult at times. It's so good to remember those keys, uh, which are just, I mean, it's just crucial. Uh, is there anything? One of the things, yeah, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, one of the things I learned that I should have done is to practice it, to write it out, uh, be better prepared going into that, that conversation, uh, even writing it out, practicing yes. it. Uh, I wish I would have done all those things going into that meeting because I think you know, not being prepared and just kind of winging it yep. was was my ultimate downfall. Yep. Oh, that's gold. That's cool. I, I learned that later in life with leading staff. And now as I coach leaders, as we talk about hard conversations or performance evaluations, I always say type it all out because when you type it out, 
You're gonna you're gonna be a little more edgier because you're typing it. Type it out, then speak it out, and then you can go. Okay, do I really want to say that? And then you can make edits and then stick to it because you might get into the meeting. You know, the emotions are coming, and then you cut off the last ten percent. You know, and that's where the truth is or the things that you need to share. I mean, Morty, that's just great. Great advice. Are there any other crucial elements that you found helpful, especially when you've got to communicate, you know, those those tough things? I mean, you talked about empathy. You talked about, you know, communicating that well and writing it out. Just wondering if there's anything else that comes to mind. Words matter. So yeah. it, it, the, the words you use, yeah. uh, they matter. And you have to be careful about how you present it, how you how you it's not a spin, right? You have to come from a center of caring, you have to be authentic and you have to just be honest with them and make it short and sweet. And those yeah. are some things that uh, nowadays I, I do along with, like you said, writing out crucial conversations and just putting the effort into preparing for that conversation. Mm -hmm. Think about yeah. what the different responses this person could, how they could react to this news and, and having a plan B. If they react this way, What's my reaction going to be? And I'll tell you this, that and it, it's not too often we have to, you know, part ways with somebody. But nowadays, when, when that happens, I usually get a hug or a handshake mm. and we remain friends. And we have people that come back to our uh, Christmas party uh, that we have annually, which is epic, uh, or <laughs> is in our fantasy football league with us still, uh, different <laughs> things like that, which uh, which means a lot to me. It means a lot that we can, you know, decide, hey, you're an awesome person and you're going to be great somewhere. It's just not here. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, it's me, not you. <laughs> yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. And yeah. uh, and so that's how we look at it. And a lot of these lessons came from this crucial mm -hmm. conversation that I blew uh, yep. back in uh, 2020. Yep. Why do you think so many leaders... You know, we steer clear of the mantle of communicating the hard decisions, you know, or like we know it's got to be made. And then we literally come up with every excuse to push it off. You know, what do you think fuels that? I think it's a fear of confrontation. Mm -hmm. I, I really do. I think most people yeah. are are scared of the confrontation or how the person is going to react. Rightfully so. Yeah. Right. I get that. It's not it's not easy dealing with the confrontation or somebody that's going to get upset, upset at you. Yeah. A lot of a lot of folks take it personally. Uh, I was taught a great um, piece of advice from my director of operations, Greg Smith. He taught me that, hey, listen, if somebody's getting upset with you, it's your position. It's not Morty Hodge, mm. right? Oh. It's it's the it's the CEO of the company that they're voicing their opinion or or upset about or or just want you to listen. And it's yeah. not Morty Hodge. They don't they they might not necessarily know who I am and. They're upset with me as a person. It's just yep. the fact that I'm a leader. Wow. Yeah. Boy, that, <laughs> again, that is so rich and helpful wisdom, especially where we be, we've got to be able to do that. Uh, you said something, just kind of uh, go off, off course here for a second. So you talked about your epic staff Christmas party. How important do you think those things are to the, you know, culture of a team? You know, I, we all spend a lot of time reading and studying and, you know, trying to develop the best team culture. I love how you said epic that just threw off a, a you know, I have to ask about that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So we, everyone looks forward to this and it's so simple. It's more about the people that mm -hmm. you love and you enjoy working with 
getting together with spouses we don't get to see all year, or sometimes it's our first time meeting them mm-hmm. and just enjoying each other's company. And then, you know, uh, I dress as Santa and hand out bonuses, which is always hilarious. And, uh, <laughs> and we have, we, we create these games. So we'll, we'll have uh, different nerf battles for, for prizes and yep. we'll have, uh, our sales manager, uh, along with a couple of team members, they created a giant Plinko board that they do air hockey pucks down to go into different prizes. And oh. so it's just things like that. Yep. We, uh, we love, we love games and we create these games and we have a lot of fun as a team and uh, play some music and have some, some, uh, decent food. It's not the greatest food, but like I said, it's, it doesn't cost that much. And the team absolutely appreciates it 10 times more than I thought they would. Yes. And we, but we'll do things like this throughout the year too. We did a, a great scavenger hunt this past year. We created a scavenger hunt for them to jump in cars and teams of three or four and drive <laughs> around town, uh, just like we did in, in youth groups and everything. Yep. And, you know, as adults, you forget how fun that stuff is. And yep. they had a blast. And oh. we lo- we did, we, we're lucky enough to love what we do, but more importantly, love who we work with. Mm. And it's it's a culture that for us is is just makes makes it a pure joy. Oh, I love that. I mean, people uh, take for granted how far just a little bit of hospitality goes. You know, I mean, just a little bit of that thoughtfulness. I mean, just builds people up. Uh, years ago, I worked on an MBA. I did not finish it. So I'm an MBA dropout. I don't know why I always put that caveat in. But one of the books I had to read, it's on my my shelf close to me, is Primal Leadership by Daniel Goleman, where he talks about for years, companies let out of fear and control. And I love what you're talking about because Daniel Goleman talks about we've got to lead and tap into their positive emotions because they'll be so much more productive. There'll be so much, you know, there's be so much more team unity. And it sounds like, you know, those, obviously those are values for you guys. And so it's great to be able to hear that you take those extra steps. Yeah. Do you do anything we, on the positive? Sorry, I interrupted you again. Anything on the positive end? So like when you're handing out those bonuses, like uh, it's probably a blast for you. But, you know, so often, you know, we put some of the thought into, you know, the negative stuff. Do you do you, you know, put any, you know, work into, OK, those specific wording of, hey, good job this year or, you know, when you when you're handing out. It doesn't have to be a bonus, but then even when you're given encouragement on those things. Yeah. So for each team member, I uh, take the time to write a card. Mm. And so I write about the year. I write about what makes them amazing and maybe an interaction them and I have had throughout the year that uh, makes them special to me. And, and once again, you know, you, you can't BS this stuff. Anything yeah. like that has to be authentic and genuine because any team member can see through somebody that's trying to fake it. And so I it's, once again, it's like, like you said, it's just putting in the thought and the time yep. to do that. I genuinely mean it. I genuinely love our team members, and it's it's a joy to play a, a part with them in our in our team. Yeah. If you have to announce something company wide, that's difficult. You know, I mean, I guess you did that in the beginning with the beginning story. But if it's, you know, sales uh, forecasting didn't come in or, you know, something like that. You know, does your does it start with you? Does it work through your lead team? You know, I'm just curious your process on how you've got to, you know, you're communicating it, you know, company wide. And one of the things I hear the most when I 
coach with leaders is, well, I work for this company and I, I never know what's going on. And so I'm always curious to ask, you know, people who lead companies, you know, everybody can't be in the know all the time, but there are steps to take, you know, to be able to communicate, you know, effectively. So I'm just curious, anything that you guys do to be able to do that? Well, for us, it's ultimate transparency, mm. uh, probably too much transparency. The only thing we're not allowed to talk about is what each, each other make. Other mm. than that, salaries, we, we talk about everything. And because we have that transparent culture, it's, it's all conversational. Hey, what happened? What are your ideas? It's very collaborative. I don't act like I, I have all the answers. I, I tell everybody, uh, if I'm the smartest one in the room, we're all screwed. So we, <laughs> yes, we, need yes. hire, we, we need to hire awesome people that can uh, problem solve better than I can. And so that makes it easy when you have a leadership team of, you know, they, they bring issues to me and they bring solutions to me. Yeah. And we, we know we have a problem before it happens. And I love fixing problems. It, troubleshooting problems is probably is my passion. I, I started off in this industry as a technician and that mm. was my favorite thing to do was to troubleshoot electrical problems or control problems. And I realized that I've taken that and just put it in the business world because I mm. still love troubleshooting and finding problems. And I get so excited when we finally realize what the problem is. Mm. Other people don't get excited until we implement the solution yep. and it actually works. Yeah. I get excited to find out what the problem is because once a problem is properly defined, it's half solved. We're on the way to making good progress. And I, I, that makes me excited. Wow. That's, that, I mean, that's an incredible way to look at it. Cause you're right. We're so, you know, geared towards, it's all going to work out once we have the solution, but just even recognizing the problem is, I mean, it's just so much of the battle. Uh, yeah, that's powerful. I love that. Uh, so in your role, uh, you know, with your leadership team, uh, do, are you able to spend uh, much time communicating with one-on-one uh, -on -one with employees or, you know, are you in a place where, you know, you communicate through, you know, other direct reports? You know, I'm curious how you kind of go about that. Yeah, we'll do company-wide meetings where I address everybody. We start the morning off uh, with a positive focus every morning. Mm. So we're all together uh, every morning. Uh, we have a big screen TV with nice webcams at each location. And so we feel very connected to each other and we'll have, you know, fun topics. This morning's topic was what's your favorite superhero and why? <laughs> and so we had all these different answers uh, coming in and them telling us why. And we all think we're stand up comedians. So it always ends up with we're trying to one up each other as the microphones passed around the room. And yep. it just gets ridiculous. And we love it. That's how we love it. And so. I'm addressing the team in that format every day. So I'm very visible. Um, everyone's able to, to talk to me as needed. But as far as dealing with them one-on-one -on -one in their day-to-day -day role, that's all done through leadership. Yep. Uh, we have an amazing leadership team. I have one-on-ones with them every week. They have one-on-ones with their, their direct reports every week. And that good communication and, and clear, concise meetings really lets everyone feel connected. It's yes. for us, it's about clarity and alignment. I yes. was taught clarity. If it was put into a mathematical equation, it would be clarity plus alignment equals confidence. Mm. And if you think about that uh, deep down to the roots, it's so, it's so true. 
that if you want to make your team confident in what they're doing, confident on the in the company, confident in their leader, what they need is clarity and mm -hmm. they need to be aligned with their with their leader or aligned with the company. And once you get people to that point, it's uh, it gets fun. Wow. Wow. Clarity is power. I mean, it's just it's amazing to me, you know, especially after. You know, I, I'm a Donald Miller nut, so reading Story Brand and some of his other, you know, books along that line. So many companies, so many leaders, like we make ourselves the hero. No, no, our customer is the hero. We're the guide and, you know, guiding them through. And so even that clarity for your people of this is why we exist. This is how we, you know, we solve customer, you know, people's problems. I mean, that kind of stuff. Uh, talk about the alignment thing for a second. What is there something that you guys do? to make sure they're alignment? Is this as simple as clear job descriptions or, or just those those one-on-one -on -one meetings? Yeah, it does. It starts with the job posting when we bring somebody in. The mm. job posting, mm -hmm. you know, ultimate clarity. And then an offer letter, you know, uh, uh, is the same thing. And then their job description is the same thing. And we have, we call it big three, which is our, our accountability system. It's a public accountability system where they everyone's given three main metrics that they're responsible for, including myself. And you report on that, you self-report on it weekly. So it's not Big Brother watching you. Mm. You tell us how you're doing. And they're not held to that standard until they invite us to hold them accountable. Mm. So once they're trained up and once that they are comfortable with that, that, that metric and that level, then they invite us to hold them accountable. So and the truth is we don't manage them. We manage the, the system. We manage the process. Right. right. And uh, as long as you have that clarity of what everyone's supposed to be doing, uh, it makes it easy. Wow. So it, um, you, you, this podcast episode is in a series that we've called Lead with People, Not at Them. So, you know, our, our premise at Speak with People is uh, healthy communication really does breathe life in the people like you know, our, our lungs need oxygen. And so it translates from, you know, like you said earlier, <clears throat> words really do matter. I mean, how the words that we pick and choose, but I think on the leadership side, we've all had leaders that, you know, when you think of the with versus at, you know, the at is a controlling, forceful lead out of fear. Sounds like somewhere you had a leader that really modeled healthy, authentic leadership to you. I'm curious if somebody, you know, if, if you would share with us, you know, I, I didn't I didn't ask this question on the content doc, but as I'm listening to you, I'm like, OK, someone modeled this and Morty's learned it along the way. Just curious if there there was someone like that for you. Yeah, I focused on collecting mentors along the way. Wow. Because I, I was not born a CEO. I was just a guy. I had to uh, grow into this position. And in order to do that, I had to find people that were smarter than me that had done it before me and that yep. could help me shortcut uh, to get there faster. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll throw out one name. Uh, his name is Brett Gilliland. Hmm. He runs a company called Elite Entrepreneurs. Probably one of my favorite people on earth. Hmm. Mine and my wife's uh, favorite people on earth. Uh, such a kind man, a kind soul who understands how to the, the playbook of the business. And he's taught me so many invaluable lessons. Uh, being part of uh, being friends with him and part of the community. And I would encourage any mm. entrepreneur to, to look into uh, Brett and that program because it's 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 life changing. 
Um, his message is powerful and he's been a great friend and a great mentor. Oh, I love that. I love that. It's amazing. We try to do as much as we can on our own and then we hit a wall and we're like, why aren't we going, you know, further? And then it finally dawns on us. Yes, we've got to find somebody like this and we'll definitely, I'll find him and, you know, link that website in the show notes, you know, so people can, uh, people can, people can have that. Uh, that's powerful. I mean, that's just, you know, absolutely incredible in your company culture. Is it a value then? I mean, you, you're spending time pouring into the people, you know, below you. Uh, how are you multiplying leaders? How are you, you know, you, you're recognizing that process to go, okay, boy, that, that person, you know, they've got some, some leadership gifting. We've got to pour into them, you know, and, and just let them, you know, rise. Yeah, I, I have the firm belief that anyone can be a leader. Hmm. Uh, it's just because it, it doesn't matter on your personality or what type of person you are. There's examples of successful leaders. That's every type of personality, introverts, extroverts. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's just a matter of in your business. Do you have some people take longer than others to develop into those leaders that we need? And it turns into do we have the time and the money and the resources to invest X amount of time in, in a person yep. and some we can and some we can't. And that's just right. the reality of it. But I believe everyone can do it if they have the heart for it. I believe in ser servant leadership and that's where it has to come from. Uh, that center of caring. We have a, we have a, a, a principle that we were taught, which is 70% of leadership development is in doing the work. So we'll do strategic planning, quarterly priorities, uh, some people, some business leaders call them rocks, uh, mm. where we break down smart tasks. And then we have future leaders start to work on these problems or these yep. projects. And so 70% of their development is in doing the work. Then about 20% of the development of them is them finding mentors, whether it's their current leader inside our company, outside of our company, uh, could be 10% to 20%. And then the other 10 to 20% is investing in personal growth. Whether, you know, our company, we believe it's one of our, our core values is we learn and grow every day. We invest in fun things like uh, we have a library uh, of physical books at every, huh. every one of our branches. And then on top of that, we have a company Audible account where we have over 200 books. And huh. we let team members pick the books they want to read. And uh, most of them are self-help development type books. But we have some, you know, fun reading books on there. There's a couple of Harry Potters and. Yeah. My philosophy is if we can get a blue collar mechanic or technician to start reading, I won. <laughs> right? Absolutely. The truth is we all win. Absolutely. So I don't care what they're reading. Just just read and uh, develop yourself, grow yourself. Uh, and and that, that, you know, doing the work, strategic planning, helping solve problems, looking for mentors in and outside the company and dedicating yourself to personal growth that's that's the formula for developing a leader i yep. don't i try not to be involved in meetings uh unless i have a future leader with me that's really tough sometimes especially in a smaller company but i'll bring somebody with me or have them attend the meeting and they're not a leader yet but they're in training or they're being developed or they've expressed an interest yeah and then we'll look for opportunities for them to step up and lead or uh, solve issues. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. Well, one of our, uh, at speak with people, 
one of our beliefs is that we're all we all have an encouragement tank and you know i think most people assume each other's encouragement tank is higher than it really is and probably most people's encouragement tank is you know uh pretty low and you've just been someone over the years you know even following on facebook and then even running into you and talking i mean you just do such a exceptional job of filling people's encouragement tank so i just want to you know thank you for that like modeling that i mean we just so many people get so much discouragement you know more of us need to be able to pour out that encouragement because it really does change lives so I love that. Thank you. I appreciate that. Absolutely. Yeah, appreciate that. Well, you've given us such great gold. I took so many notes here. I can't wait uh, just to kind of go through this. Before I let you go, why don't we go through a couple rapid fire questions? Let our listeners kind of keep getting to know you. So, uh, you know, we talk a lot about speaking on this podcast. Do you have a favorite speaker? Just someone that you're uh, like, oh, I love. I love listening. There's so many. Uh, but by far, my favorite is Jensen Franklin, mm. who's a pastor of Free Chapel in Gainesville, Georgia. Uh, he was uh, he was my pastor. We still go there, uh, not as frequent as we used to, but uh, we were longtime members of that church. And listening to him speak, you can tell he is uh, the spirit is in him mm. and he is a pleasure to, to listen to. I love that. Is there a podcast that you love for either development or, you know, guilty pleasure that just kind of fills your cup? Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both, but it's Tim <laughs> Ferriss's podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think it's, it's a little bit of a guilty pleasure. Uh, I like to listen to some of the some of the far out ideas he has. He's just an interesting human. And uh, but he has a lot of great business owners on there that have given me golden nuggets over the years. Absolutely. Is there a book that you would recommend to every leader that you just said, boy, my goodness, if there's a book you got to read, put this one in your hands. Yeah. One of the required readings we have uh, in our company uh, for le future leaders or current leaders is Jim Collins book. Good to great. Yep. I think that's a that's an easy one. That's a staple for business leaders. Even as great as it is, I still think it's underrated. It mm -hmm. really is the playbook to being a great leader and being a great company. Wow. And we I love followed that. that book. I love that. Uh, last question. I'm throwing you for a loop on this one. Did you see, uh, both growing up in Detroit, did you see Verlander and Cabrera both kind of tip their cap to each other the other day? Oh, that was emotional. That was emotional. You're talking about two Titans of, right? of baseball and the respect they had for each other. You don't see that. You nope. don't see that anymore. No. And what a pleasure that was. Yeah. I, I cried like a baby. I'm like, this is, this is it. This is just a powerful moment. We went to a game in June. I took the team up there. We did a sales split. So we got to watch the Braves, which a lot of our teams from Atlanta played the Tigers. Oh. Uh, some of our teams from Detroit. Uh, it was a great game. We got to see Miguel Cabrera hit mm. a home run. Oh. And, this is his final tour, right? Yep. To watch him hit a home run was same thing. It was emotional. Yep. 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 The Braves spring training facility is about uh, two hours south of me. So I've not been to that one yet. They are on uh, their first on the list come come March of 2024. So so just can't wait. Uh, but anyways, Mar Morty, this has been such an incredible conversation. So appreciate your time. Is there somewhere we could send people online to find out more about you and what you do? best way to connect with me is on LinkedIn. Uh, if you could put that in the show notes, yep. I love connecting with other leaders. 
I love helping out any way I can. I really am passionate about it. So uh, please reach out to me and I'm happy to help. I would absolutely love it. Well, thank you again. Appreciate your time and, and thank you for pouring out some of this wisdom today. Absolutely. And thank you for joining the Speak With People podcast. We are so excited that every single week, more and more listeners are grabbing a hold of some of these communication principles. We so hope that they have been an inspiration, challenging, encouraging to you today. Before I let you go, I just want to ask, where do you turn to bounce ideas off of other leaders? Well, let me suggest we've got an incredible community of people developing in the Speak With People community Facebook group. Hundreds and hundreds of leaders who all are committed to be elevating the importance and practice of healthy communication in our lives. So just go to facebook.com slash groups slash speak with people and be a part of this community. We encourage each other, challenge each other and post different podcasts and YouTube so we can continue to grow our leadership and communication. Thanks again for being a part of the podcast. We just uh, want to keep tr uh, encouraging you to elevate the practice of healthy communication in your life and leadership. And my hope is that you will speak with people and not at them. Thanks again for joining us and we'll see you next week.